0: this eighth
1: session on Ephesians 5, 15 to 21, our focus is going to be on submitting to one another. And then next time, we'll do one more session on this unit, namely, what does it mean to do that in the fear of Christ? Look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, purchasing the time Always, for everything, to God the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus,
0: submitting. So you see that there are one, two, three, four, five participles modifying this
1: Filled, Be filled with the Spirit, addressing. Be filled with the Spirit, singing. Be filled with the Spirit, making melody. Be filled with the Spirit giving thanks. Be filled with the Spirit submitting. So, Father, as we try to understand and live a life of submission to one another, full of the Holy Spirit, both show us what it means and perform the miracle of it in our proud hearts, which so resist being
0: submissive and gentle and kind, and servant-like. I ask this marvel by the power of the Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will define submitting.
1: What does it mean to submit? By looking at passages, rather than starting with the definition, let's look at the context, and then A look at similar passages, both near and farther. Let's go back and connect the Spirit with something like submitting back in chapter 4. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling, of the calling to which you have been called, with all lowliness. So you hear submit. In that sub means go down, get low, get underneath, and lift up and help and serve with all lowliness and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. So the Spirit is at work in the church and in our lives in the church to produce unity through lowliness and gentleness and patience and forbearance, bearing with one another. So I come back here, and I see the connection between be filled with the Holy Spirit, submitting to one another, and I say, okay, he's on the same track as he was. The Holy Spirit enables us to go
0: low, get down underneath people to lift them up, instead of lording it over people and squashing them down and then, and then let's just stay here in the context for a moment and think about
1: how submission follows from addressing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs when you are singing to a brother or a sister or a, a church full of brothers and sisters about the greatness of the grace of god Can you move from an addressing of one another in psalms and hymns down to lording it over others instead of serving them? No, you can't. There's a contradiction. This this is going to lead to this. When you're singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ. That word Lord there is not a throwaway word. He's your absolute master. He bought you. He owns you if you are a Christian. And when we sing about that, we're happy about it. And if you're happy about having a Lord over you, you don't try to make yourself the Lord of other people. You assume the posture of a Fellow servant, a fellow slave of the Lord. So, right in the context here, we have pointers to what submission is or what it involves. Now, let's go a little wider outside and see what we see. For example, in Galatians 2 Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill. The law of Christ. This would be the law of love. And bear with, bear one another's burdens would mean get down under one another and lift the burden up. That's like submitting to the need of another. Now, let's go back to Jesus and see where this comes from. He said in Mark 10, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles. Lord it over them. All right. They have a mindset that says, I want to be above you, dictate to you, control you, boss you, make you serve me. That's the way the Gentiles do it, he said, and their great ones exercise authority over them like that. But it shall not be so among you. Well, what what shall be so among you then? Whoever would be great. It's not wrong to want to be great if you define greatness like this. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant or your slave. And whoever would be first, great and first among you must be slave of all. You want to be number one? You've got to be number last. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So there's the model of submission. Christ came and submitted himself to us in the sense that, not that we became his Lord, but that he became our servant and died for us, paid the highest price to do us good. Now, how does this work itself out in the life of the church? Here's the way Paul described himself in 1 Corinthians 9. For though I am free from all, indeed Christ bought Paul. Paul belonged to Jesus. He didn't belong to anybody else. He was not anybody else's slave. But I have made myself a slave to all. That's a pure, straight out fulfillment of what Jesus said. He who would be great must be your servant. He who would be first must be the slave of all. And Paul says, I have made myself the slave of all that I might win the more. Which means he thought all the time, how can I serve? How can I help? How can I become the means of other people's eternal joy? How can I lift burdens rather than add burdens? His whole mindset was, I serve their good. And then that's to be true of all of us, according to Galatians 5.13. You were called to freedom, brothers. Yes, now what? Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for selfish, self-exalting flesh, but through love serve one another. Become the slave of all. Become the servant of all, which is a paraphrase truly of submit to one another. Here's a connection between submission and humility. That's real illuminating in verse Peter 5. You who are younger, be subject. There's the word we're wrestling with in Ephesians 5, 21. You who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you. So now he's saying almost the same thing, isn't he? Because he says, you younger, and then all of you. But instead of using the word subject, he uses the word humility. You who are younger, be subject to the elders. In other words, take a humble posture of service and submission. And all of you, clothe yourselves, all of you, with that kind of humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud,
0: but gives grace to the humble. And this is one of the most beautiful, sweeping. Christ describing Christian des- describing
1: sections in Philippians in the New Testament really Philippians 2 do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility that is in lowliness count others more significant than yourselves that's that's the key right there that's the meaning of submission that's the meaning of serving others, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, which is what Christ did. This text goes on in 5 through 8 to say, have the mind of Christ who humbled himself and was the servant of all. I used to wonder about this right here because it was translated in the King James Version um, In humility, regard others better than yourselves. And I remember as a teenager thinking, well, my sister, who's three years older than I am, can read 10 times faster than I can. She read a novel, a whole novel in one night. But she struggled in algebra, and I made good grades in algebra. (laughs) So I asked myself when I read my old King James Version. Count Beverly better than yourself. I said, Well, I can do that with regard to reading, but I can't do that with regard to algebra. And I realized, No, 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 Piper, that's not what the text means. And the translation was throwing me off the word better. This is a good translation. Count others more significant. In other words, it doesn't matter whether Beverly can read faster or do algebra differently, that has nothing to do with it, nor does it in the church. Doesn't matter whether you're rich and another person's poor or you're male and another person's female or you're smart and another person's not smart it, it, it just doesn't matter at all the whole point is it's how you count them Jesus when he died for us counted us as people to be served he died for us not because we deserved it but because he chose to be our servant that's the idea here Submit to one another, I think, means take the posture of a
0: servant and always have the mindset of serving the good of others, whatever the cost to yourself, and then look at the forms that it takes
1: forgive one another, bear with one another, love, didn't mean to put an R there, love one another, do good to one another, welcome one another, instruct one another, admonish one another, encourage one another, care for one another. The whole New Testament is full of God's effort by inspiration to teach us how to assume a humble, lowly, servant-like submitting posture towards serving the good of others. Now, next time, what in the world does it mean to do that in the fear of
0: Christ, which is the literal translation?